correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome back to Monster of the Week, where Ben, Hagen, Steve, and Ricky continue their adventures in Santa Fest. How are you turning the bot on? What are you telling it? Don't you want to know? I think the listeners want to know. (laughs) Ones and zeros. Okay. So I will be, um, tonight I'll be playing the part of uh, Dwight Grabowski. He's a flake um, as the the playbook um, for him. So he's the type of guy that is your typical, like, looks like sea bass from uh, Dumb and Dumber with the Mack truck hat and the, the flannel with the vest on top of it. and um, he kind of has the thinks that the whole world is connected through um, Mayberry actually. So he feels that this is actually the center of the universe and there's always something going on here and he's going to find out what it is and doesn't trust any of it. We dubbed the, in real life, we dubbed the small 9,000 person town. I'm from in Kentucky of the center of the universe because it seems like anywhere we go we like end up running into people that somehow have a connection there and that it just shouldn't be my sister goes to france often and ends up running into people that know about maysville like why that's wild well i think mayberry could also um it has a thriving magical textile industry which definitely is going to be well known um, but I think you'd also be very much the center of the universe in another way. Um, is there a certain property or component of this city that you would like to fill that role of being the center of something important? Yeah, so there is, um, you had mentioned the turbines uh, yep. off the coast, uh, yep. but there happens to be, um, it feels like, there's earthquakes that happen here every now and again okay. and the the turbines he feels that the turbines actually move the island not within not within the the lake but within different versions of the lake interesting so that's that's how he thinks that these things kind of slip into being is that they don't come to us. We go to them. Got it. Okay. Uh, I think that's really cool. And I want to be clear because part the flake can be a little bit of a conspiracy theorist crazy. Um, I can totally work what you just said into being real. Um, or is this kind of like your parent? No, this is all in his head. All right. Well, then maybe it's not. But no, cool. All right. Um, yeah. He, awesome. I mean, nobody believes him. But this is like what he spouts is like. You need to stay away from those turbines because those things, they send us to other dimensions and we can't be having these things on our island, right? Because they well, keep I mean, coming, we keep killing them and they keep coming back because we keep going to them. If we leave well, them I mean, alone, if, if, Mayberry, 
if Mayberry sits at the confluence of multiple dimensions and the turbines are shifting it slightly, you're creating cracks between where the other dimensions are, which lets things from that dimension slip into us. And then it maybe shifts back the other way and something from nowhere else comes in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so we got to stop all that. We got to shut these turbines down so this does not happen. That sounds like a, another good future mission. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think now the, the turbines actually power portals between different worlds <laughs> that allow the magical travel to happen and that this is a way station. Um, I mean, sometimes it's good. How about over at Blue Jays, right? Those 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 dudes are pretty cool, right? But not all of them come here and are cool. Oh, there's a, a book series. I can't remember its name, but they've got sweep in all of them. And it's basically the idea that there's these magical hotels that are connected. And the people who own the hotels and run it have like these cosmic powers. Um, if their hotel is alive and healthy, it needs to have guests to be alive and healthy. And so it's this fun concept of you step outside your property and you're a normal, but on your property, you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that's a cool. I like that. Um, so you're right. If we end up playing this longer, then that is such a great in for why things keep going wrong. And someone is trying to usurp power for this thing. Cool. I love it. Thank you for bringing that to this. <laughs> That's and cool. if you're wanting, to, and if we're talking about it being the center of the universe, even just or even just like a major source of power, um, you know, in rifts, there's ley lines and ley line nexus points, and I'm sure Mayberry is a nexus uh, for magical energy. Hundred percent. I was going with it. Wasn't Northern Gun and the Kingdoms of Magic all in the Michigan area? Uh, the magic, the um, the Magic Federation is actually in Kentucky. Okay. So I think Northern, Northern Gun head, head, uh, headquartered Northern in Northern Gun is in Michigan. Yeah, it's in Ishpeming. Cool. Uh, what else do you got for us uh, in regards to Dwight Gerbowski? So he is a fairly avid hunter of yep. just regular hunter, but he's kind of <clears throat> ex-military as well. Yeah. So um, he was at least in his head he was. He thinks he was special forces, but he, he was, was just cook. He he was he wasn't even in the military. Oh. He he was just back backwoods hunting and got a hold of some mushrooms one day and that popped in his brain. Gotcha. So he carries with him um you ever you know how like cops will take the flashlight and they'll you know, they'll kind of put the their handgun like this? Yeah. Um he does that with a hunting rifle. <laughs> uh and um you see he always carries uh kind of strapped on his belt a um piece of piano cord with okay. two handles on the end of it okay um it looks like it it is used to hunt with question mark um and like I said, he just he's your typical backwoods boy. Um but he and he's always spouting off some kind of um rhetoric about what's going on in Mayberry. He's he's about forty uh three years old, um, has always, as far as he's known, been in Mayberry. Um cool. uh no other living relatives. He kind of lives on the outskirts 
of town uh, mm -hmm. a bit um, where there is a little more wooded areas that he can, he has a cabin out there that um, is decorated much like Gaston's place where there's antlers and all of his decorations. Um, and, Chairs are antlers. Got it. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much um, where he's at. And he, but he's very aware of his surroundings to the point where he's kind of twitchy. Gotcha. And that's probably how he's connecting the dots and becoming aware of all this crazy stuff. Yep. So Got sometimes it. he'll be he'll be talking to you all of a sudden in the middle of a sentence. He'll just look in a different direction and continue on with the sentence like nothing ever happened. How often is he on shrooms? <laughs> Constantly? Uh, um... He likes to cook with them. Uh, okay. so there's a special there's a special word you can you can throw into your order at Wizard Pizza to get special orders. There like was magic. there was there was there was a uh, there's a pizza store in Iowa City when I lived there, uh, Gumby's Pizza, and uh, people you could definitely get your get weed delivered with your pizza if you ordered properly. <laughs> Very cool. Want some extra lettuce on my pizza? <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> that just sounds gross. Um, but I know what you're saying. Uh, cool. Um, how do you? Uh, what I'll probably. How do you want your character to be brought into the mystery? So last session, um, one of the characters uh, traded a favor to get a weapon. It wasn't defined. Do you think you would be constituted as a weapon that this person would manipulate into this conflict? Uh, I would say that's actually fairly um, accurate. Because okay. if someone told me that there was a thing that needed to be looked at, and we need to get the bottom of it, and they needed my special skills, right? Because he also likes likes when people recognize his special skills. Um, he's right there for it. Perfect. So I think what is going to happen is uh, there is Abraham, who is actually this somewhat evil, uh, magical uh, owner of a textile industry. So it's one of the major industries of this island um, that uh, uh, basically one of our other characters, um, uh, Ricky, who plays the character Victor and I'll have them introduce you all their characters to you once the other uh, uh, Steve gets on basically went and said, Hey, like this Ublix is here. It's muscling in on your territory. We're going to need help. What can you do? Um, and the guy's like, yeah, I'll get you a weapon to help you out with that fight. So I could see um, Abraham kind of using you a little bit as a barometer of crazy because, you know, he wants to maintain the status quo. He's in the know big, you know, probably can support you a little financially and exchange kind of like uses you as a canary in a coal mine type thing. Does that work for you? Yeah, I would imagine my relationship with him might be that from my hunting, I bring him pelts for his textile business. 100%. Yeah. I mean, this guy's also, we haven't defined him really beyond his name. Like, you could, he could also just have you, like, hunting random monsters for him, too. Like, you know, he probably wants pelts for other reasons. Yeah, they're, uh, all, they're all other, they're all animals, so this isn't my first rodeo with hunting monsters. Got it. Cool. People say hunting awesome. deer is harder than with a gun, but you ain't lived till you've gone and hunt them with just trying to choke the motherfucker to death. 
Well, I, my specialty is I, I use the hunting rifle to immobilize them by shooting them in the leg and then garrot them. And here's where we deviate from the Scooby-Doo type story. <laughs> yeah, when they when they asked me uh, what vehicle I chose, I said I've got a I've got a van, a panel van. Let's Scooby-Doo this shit. <laughs> but well, you did say it had a wizard on the side. That's how we got. Yes, wizard there's a wizard pizza. on the side, and it became Wizard Pizza. This is really more onward bound van than Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. van, but very cool, very cool. Um. Uh, so I do have a it's session. It's becoming summer. how to catch a murderer van. True, true, or only murders on the island. Um, so I do have a session summary from last time that should probably catch you up uh, to the current situation. Um, why don't we have, because the other Steve should be on hopefully soon. Yeah, what's up? Um, if you want to recap last session, you might want to wait till other Steve is here. Correct. I am waiting till the other Steve is here to do the recap. I'm just acknowledging that we can go more in depth to what's previously happened. Um, but I think the the most recent recap is probably all um, Dwight will need to know to function. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I put into our chat um, kind of all my notes that have my session summaries in them as well. But I couldn't find a great way to just copy and paste them in. Um, so do you guys want to just introduce your characters a little bit? Um, maybe name uh, what playbook you're using and you can kind of give you know a little bit of personality to them. You can go into their mechanics as much as you want, but en- enough for, you know, obviously when Dwight enters a scene to have kind of a sense of how to engage with them. Ricky, you want to go first? thing i'm playing victor who is uh whose playbook is the monstrous uh i modeled him after Sabretooth, only less evil um from it's like from marvel comics so he's got claws and and, and uh sharp teeth he's uh it's like i went ahead and deviated from the the tough setup that they had because it required you basically to nerf everything else so i've i've made him have a zero toughness and uh, have some other stats that were useful so I wasn't just combat monkey and so far it's been been quite nice he's uh he's an immortal he's uh own, it's like he owns a uh a villa on uh it's like near the uh the power plants on that side of the island uh if that's that's theorized as our as our home base he doesn't have a layer yet. Once he gets a layer, it'll actually be that. But so you're a monster that lives to next to the things that generate the portals. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Not suspect clear- him at all. And and the villa is the base of operations for the group that's called those guys. Uh, the rest of the group doesn't realize that. Uh, Victor actually owns the building. They think they get it as a perk from a prior job that they carried out. Mm-hmm. Basically, those guys are um, locals who kind of deal with things that end up in the gray space between the magical and the mundane world. Um, so you, pro- you, you know, your character would ver- be very much aware of them. Cool. 
Um, thanks, Ricky. Uh, sorry, Victor. Uh, I think that's the big stuff for you. Uh, Steve, why don't you give a little bit of a rundown <laughs> of uh, your character, Donnie? Yep, I'm playing Donnie Chikowski, who is, um, it's the Crooked Playbook, and he's kind of a information guy, street hustler, um, little bit of wannabe gangster, um, <clears throat> you know, connected to everywhere and everybody, um, and actually, uh, in looking at at the playbook, um, if uh, Ben's cool with it, there is one of the things I have for my tie-ins to the, the rest of the group that I worked with someone on a semi-legal or illegal job, which feels like I could have somehow connected you with either information or gear. But, you know, like, like we show up and like, hey, I know you. <laughs> You know what I mean? Not like, um, but yeah, so, so Donnie is, is very much kind of, you know, again, this is sort of like late nineties. So kind of got, you know, the kind of the flashy, you know, street jacket type kind of gear, not a hundred percent, but a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, Donnie is, is very much Mr. Contacts. Sounds good. Donnie always knows someone that will be able to help out, give information, or facilitate. Uh, very cool. Um, I can't remember. Is everyone okay of using real names on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, okay good. Sorry, because I totally was just throwing out names, and I was like, ooh, forgot to ask. Hagen, then, why don't you tell us about EJ? Sure. So. EJ is a mundane. Um, I'm basically playing him as kind of a braver version of Shaggy. Um, I'm glad you like the Blue Jay car wash idea. That is actually, it was actually car wash when I was growing up in my hometown when I was 16. My stepdad did uh, their payroll and I, and that was my first real job. I did payroll for them on a system 36 mainframe. <laughs> Cause my stepdad sold mainframes to city municipalities to automate them and uh then i work contracts so he had one and started a local business and that's what i did um so i've got uh for my um moves i've got what could go wrong here we go uh let's get to page uh what could go wrong uh when i charge into danger without hedging my bets i get to hold two and can uh, do extra things with them. Um, I have the power of heart uh, that lets me um, help somebody uh, when we're fighting a monster and I automatically help as if I'd rolled a 10, uh, which is great because my cool is not a good stat, um, which kind of fits with the whole, you know, scaredy cat kind of thing. Uh, and then panic button uh, when. I, we need to get out of there. I name a route and make a roll for it. 
Uh, I drive a panel van uh, with a wizard on the side. It's advertisement for Pizza Wizard, which is my job. And I'm guessing that I probably know you because you're one of our very good customers and you make requests for weird ingredients like certain mushrooms. You got and what is your character's name again? Uh, Dwight Grabowski. Okay. Perfect. Uh, young Steve, if he ever gets on, is playing a spooky uh, Peter Ruffian. Uh, who's an old kind of worn drunk, kind of that le- the person who's left standing at the end of a bar fight type look, that kind of tough, grizzled individual. Um, they have magical powers tied to a deal they made in their late teens to an entity called Yuri um, that they made actually to protect Donnie from. Basically, Donnie had done uh, Yuri dirty, and a pact was made to try to compensate for that. And his magic is often done through the use of, uh, I think he usually pulls out clothes, but cigarettes, clothes, cigars, smoke basically manifests his magical powers that he then does stuff with. Yeah. All right. Um, what, so we've just done a lot of data dumping on you. What questions do you have? Uh, so you guys have all, because, uh, in reading this, the connections that people are made are during, you know, set up, right? So you guys have all known each other in the past. Oh, Steve just bowed out. Yep. No, I'm here. No, other Steve. Other Steve. Ah, look, we know the world is all revolving around you, just like it revolves around Mayberry. But well, you know, hey, look, I've got a big <laughs> head. I'm sorry. If your ghost is going to have the same pull. name. <laughs> um, so correct. So um, one of the things I love about Monster of the Week is in character creation, it bakes in how do you know everyone else? So it removes, I mean, I had them all kind of meet up in a bar, but it removes that you don't know each other, but you sit down at a bar together type conundrum. So uh, that's what we uh, did. So the one connection that I don't have, so we've established a connection for Dwight with uh, EJ through pizza mm-hmm. delivery. We established a connection with Donnie and me because we've seen each other in the past or dealings. And I'm guessing that I know um, Victor uh, from probably mistakenly hunting him multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, does that work for you, Victor? Just fine. You know, we could say that after all the interaction through pizza that I've, that, um, I've gone mushroom hunting with you, too. Yep. Yeah, I've taken you in, you know, in the backwoods over by me. It was a little uncomfortable for you, but because uh, I showed you all the the stuff that I had, my trophies and things like that before we went out. Are these knives supposed to still have blood on them? Well, yeah. I mean, how else are you supposed to season them? It's like it's well, like a flat top. Sense. You got to season them just like a flat top. You leave it on there for a bit, it crusts up, makes a nice shell on it, and the next time you go to use it, perfect. The shell comes off. Yeah, I get it. 
I never saw that on <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Jeez. No, I'm joking. Uh, all right, cool. Um, so uh, young Steve has bowed out. Um, I'm assuming we're just going to still play. Is that okay for everyone? Yeah. I'm good that way. All righty then. Uh, we will go forwards with that. So last session. Don, uh, sorry. So uh, if everyone's ready, then we'll just get playing because we were kind of waiting for him at this point. Cool, cool. cool, um, cool. All righty then. Um, Monster of the Week, take three. Last session, Donnie contacted South in the Code Enforcement Office, learning that Town Hall is at war with itself as of a week ago when the municipal group went dark. Rumors were of odd behaviors and lost memories that spread into the fire department and lastly, the assistant DA's office. Told they were being targeted by something magical, key people were given bronze daggers to protect them against a supposed psychic attack. However, having fended off a group of Santa clones, those guys needed to recover from their fight and sought healing at the magical bathhouse waters of the Blue Jay Car Wash. Victor exchanged a sample of his ancient blood for support from Jake, the owner, who shared that many clients from around the South Town Redemption Center were coming in suffering from psychic trauma. The Blue Jay was able to create a poultice to aid in tracking the psychic powers, as well as three vials of a uh, potion to help protect against psychic attacks. Knowing where the Ublix was likely located, uh, the party saw, saw additional resources and information. EJ scouted uh, the location, finding a major Santa festival uh, being set up right next to the municipal center. It was already full of Santa clones, and there was clear influx of uh, partying tourists and identified ritualistic-looking uh, markers around the festival area. Victor traded Abraham, his old boss of the magical textile industry, a weapon to help with the upcoming fight, but Abraham would be credited with the removal of the Ublex from Mayberry. And lastly, Donnie uh, set up a meeting with his friend Morgan, a guardian of Avalon, where he learned that the bronze dagger they had acquired from the assistant DDA's office was called a Retribution Reaver, a dagger designed to fight psychic creatures, but worse, that Ublixes are able to consume souls in order to summon a greater evil and that this Santa Fest party is likely the guise to collect that necessary power, and it will likely be conducted tonight on the winter solstice. Uh, we had left as the group was planning to uh, re-adjourn 
at their uh, favorite bar, uh, the Gatekeepers Inn. Tavern is probably more of an accurate word than bar. So why don't we say that everyone is kind of converging there? You, this is, I don't remember the time, but we're going to say it's like afternoonish. Um, because Avalon was going to mobilize their people. They're not able to go after the Ublix specifically. They're trying to control all the clones running around town or some believed clones running around town to give you guys an opening to get at the actual Ublix itself. Um, so why don't we open on the scene of uh, the tavern as you remember this is kind of a bastion of for locals to escape all the tourists all the lights all the festivals all the really annoying kind of overdone tourism of the santa fest weeks um there's the strong smell of mold ciders and beefy stews uh you guys had described a life side bella grossi and Santa gear. I don't know what that was. One of you guys came up with that. That thing. Um, <laughs> plastic wreaths are just kind of like tossed places. Um, there's very much a reindeer kind of hunting lodge feel of lights and things all over the antlers. There's a plasticky type tree, a yule log. Like it's very much this dive bar Christmas. Uh, event. There's a bard in a corner doing some gentle, just kind of rhythmic music, and it's a pretty happy, festive area. Um, Donnie was already at the tavern, um, so I, I would believe that everyone else would be kind of coming here to meet up after they went off and did their own kind of scouting and data collection. Um, so why don't we say the group is together, um, and I think Dwight would probably uh, be, and, and you guys have already kind of shared all that you have learned and communicated all of that when Dwight will show up at the Gatekeeper Inn. So, yeah, that's what uh, dun, dun, dun. Avalon told me they can take care of the clones, but uh, we're going to have to deal with the thing itself. I, it's like Abraham promised a weapon to help us take care of everything, but you know how he is. Well, yeah, who knows what he mean by, means by weapon, too. I know, cuz. Uh, so, Eric, you can kind of enter whenever, however you want. You can already be there for all I care. Sure. So, um, you'll find me. It, so, you guys are in where now again? Uh, the gatekeeper in it's this nice tavern dive bar-y kind of bastion for the magical local community. They typically sit at a table in the back. Um, you know, there's lots of different festive drinks. Like it really is a very welcoming type place. So I'll, uh, if you're all there, I'll actually like stride in uh, kind of, through it uh through the door and just stop as i walk in and take a look around so you see a, a nice long mahogany bar along one edge there's actually kind of 
cauldrons with ciders and hot chocolate and a stew on there. Um, the fire is kind of blazing in the back corner. So it's like that nice warmth after a snowy, cold day. Um, there's lots of hunting lodgy type stuff all over the place. Gentle music in the background. Uh, it's a, a bard, a live person actually playing music. Um, and I think you probably were told by Abraham to uh, track down uh, Victor, who would kind of fill you in on what was going on. And so you'd see Victor and the group in the at a table in the back. So I imagine when I walk into this type of place, it's kind of like the record scratch as I walk in, mm -hmm. because I, I I don't not carry my rifle with me. Yeah. Uh, so it's slung over my shoulder, my back, and. He, Victor, I assume all these guys are sitting in a corner. And yeah. as I walk in, I'm like, You! And I just point at him. Shoot like, a look at Victor. Don't tell me. Well, I mean, you again. Dwight. Indeed. Indeed, it is, Dwight. How you been, Dwight? All right. You know who this guy is? Well, Victor, he's my cousin. Wait a minute. How did you get a cousin like that? What's your what's your sister been doing? You leave my sister out of this. Well, I can't. You said he's your cousin. A long time ago. Yeah, like cousin. Several times removed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Going also, back uh, to the old at, least, at least his family tree branches, unlike Ted over there at the bar. <laughs> well, yeah, I know his is more like a wreath. <laughs> Ted, also, I know it's a holiday, guys, but leave me out of this, okay? I can't help what my family did. All right, Ted. You didn't have to take your cousin to prom, though, Ted. Look, all right, I'm sorry. No one else would go with me. It was that or my mom. I mean, I suppose that's a lesser of two case, evils. In, in that case, yeah, cousin's probably the better. That's what I said. Gosh. Right, so we'll pull up a seat, Dwight. He's I'm assuming... hard enough to start more shit with Tim. Abraham sent me to come look for Victor. Well, again. Ah, well, uh, then you're going to get to help with an Ublex infestation we've got. It's going to be all kinds Say of what fun. now? Psychic. Psychic demon. Think Psychic of a giant brain. Peppermint goo. Can you wait? It's goo? Well, sort of. Okay. Um, here's what happens. So apparently when the Ublix thing, it takes memories. And when it takes all of them, it kills the person, but it creates a clone that is made up of goo. But then they shoot peppermint cannonballs at you. And it it's, oh, it's nasty. Don't it's forget like candy cane foam that forms into a candy cane flavor and shape. Mm. Nasty. It should be just as confusing as it sounds. And I'm going to look over and actually notice that EJ is there. I'm like, hey, man. 
You're not working tonight? No, I'm not, but I'm going to be working tomorrow. So hit me up with that special order. All right, man. You got it. You should try these on these, especially Victor over there. I think it could help him out a lot. I think Donnie and Victor just sort of share this look of like, what the hell? <laughs> so what do we know about this thing? And I, I'd like to try to use my, um, as we're starting this out, kind of the connect the dots. Perfect. So um, that we're totally going to use it technically just for your awareness i don't know if we're ever going to play this again or not um when it says at the start of a mystery so this would have been like two sessions ago you weren't here for it obviously so we're going to use it this time it's also a fun one so i kind of let people use it situation dependent just because it's fun and it rewards you for choosing it um but let's make your roll all right so it's 2d6 right Correct. So every roll is 2d6, and then you add the corresponding characteristic modifier. Uh, so in this case, it's plus your sharp. All right, so that's a 2. So that's a 12. Awesome. Um, so I can hold 3, it says. Correct. So in the system, when they say hold, that basically means you have credits equal to that number. And then uh, typically what's going to happen is underneath the move, there's going to be a list of prompts. Now you can either ask those directly or you can come up with your own thing. Um, as long as I don't think it's too overpowered a question, I'm then going to provide you with answers. So right now you get to ask me basically three um, you can stick to those questions, or like I said, feel free to deviate a little bit. All right. So I think I got some of this from what they've already figured out, right? So like I already got that this person, how is this person connected to current events or more than what they're doing or saying? Correct. So that is the other problem of coming in a little bit late. This is supposed to kind of prompt you a little bit on where to go. Yeah. So the assistant DA was found dead in their office, and that's how these guys were brought in originally. So this would have been very useful back then. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, I guess I'll use the one, when and where will the next critical event occur? Cool. So I've already kind of told you guys a little bit of that. So what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to deviate and tell you something different so it's still useful. Um, what is actually happening uh, and in, in, in it would be also cool if you could kind of have a narrative of how your character puts this together. But uh, so you already know that at the solstice this evening, the Ublix is going to do some kind of ritual, consume all this power, and then open a summoning. Um, but what wasn't known yet by anyone is that it's actually going to launch a massive attack against City Hall with its clones leading up to this festival to try to break down all the support systems of the city so that it can funnel more people into that area and get more souls for it. So uh, you're aware that there's going to be an attack against City Hall um, and it's going to be happening this evening. So in the next couple of hours. So I think the way I would connect this is on my way over here. I noticed like various these Santa clones, they were in one area, but now I think they're kind of like, they're coming from all over the place, heading in that direction. For sure. And it doesn't seem right. 
So, so these, these clones are almost like zombie esque, like really drunk kind of person, like you know. And there's lots of normal tourists all dressed up as Santa Claus is. Um, but you, yeah, I definitely agree. Your character would start being like that. You know, that's not normal behavior. So I noticed on my way over here that there's a lot of activity heading over towards City Hall. Now we get them tourists that come around. It's it's somewhat normal, but then you got all the other drunkards. And I think something's going to go down over at City Hall. All the fields are going over that way too, so I think that we should maybe head on that direction and try to get them tourists out of there. Because if this thing feeds on psychic energy, you said, it may not be the best place for them all to be at. Shit. <clears throat> now, the other the other part of that is if they're all, if all the clones are there, then that means it's also vulnerable. Right. So you leave them cloners and the tourists can take a hike. That's... That's, those are the choices we've got. I, I don't mean, like I, the choices. I, say both. But, I mean, if we can take out the Santas, that, that'll definitely help out. Is I'm going to, as one of my other ones, I want to know how we know to handle these, these, cl- these clones, right? So what do I think would be the best way to handle these? Gotcha. Um, so you, by watching them and kind of their movements and how they react to the things around them, you saw that they really avoided uh, open flames. Um, and they really avoided or responds negatively to really strong uh, sounds or kind of sonic energies. So like a siren went by, you see them kind of warble. Or if they went by a really, you know, a certain type of music, it's usually a higher pitched sound. Um, you saw that really bothered them. Um, you get the scent. They kind of are moving more like a hive. So it's clear that they're not necessarily like thinking for themselves, but it's more like they're kind of peons or something. They're, they're acting as instruments for something central. So killing the Ooblicks would kill all the clones, or you could try to kind of cut all the tentacles of these clones, so to say. So I was driving down here in my pickup, and one of them bastards stepped out in front of me, and I honked real loud at it, and it did not like that. So I ran it over. Just kidding. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, I just honked at it and it kind of moved out of the way. Um, but I didn't like the noise and it stayed away from like some people were having a little bonfire to celebrate and it stayed away from those too. So it sounds like fire and noise are going to be our best weapons here. But I'm thinking that they all kind of, you ever seen like, you ever seen how them geese fly at the head, right? And the other ones follow that head. I think we got to cut off the head. I don't think these other little ones are the most important. We got to get to that 
that Ooblay, Ooblu, Ooblay, whatever that thing. Yeah, that thing. We got to get to that thing and take it out. Now, I, I would suspect if the little ones don't like that fire or the noise, maybe the big one don't like it even more. Just a thought. So we're in a bar with a lot of rot gut. Yep. Cheap alcohol. I'm just saying. Hey, Ted. I Okay. I got an yeah. idea here. You might be a hero tonight. No, I've always wanted to be a hero. Oh, this is so exciting. What can I do for you guys? Can you load up all that booze in the back of my truck? I I mean, are you, you, you're going to pay for it, right? Like, I can't just give you all the booze. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll get taken care of somehow. I feel like saying it's going to be taken care of doesn't really tell me anything. Look, Ted, do you want to be a hero or not? I mean, I really I see you do. sitting here. You got all these other people here. They keep picking on you. Now, I like you, Ted. That wreath joke was just a joke. It wasn't meant to mean no harm. Although accurate. Um, <laughs> so you get to be the hero. Would you like to... You ever heard of a Molotov cocktail? Yeah, of course. You know how to make them. Uh, everyone does. All right. So that's what we're going to do tonight. You're going to be a hero. So I need you to make me a manipulate someone check. Um, so that is a charm check. Um, and but if you, yeah, oh, I no. see it fits all together. So any, I can use my sharp to charm someone when 100%. I manipulate them. I think you totally also did that from a narrative role play perspective. So I love it. Go ahead and make that roll for me. All right. Another 12. Gosh, dang. Well, guys, you went from never succeeding at rolls to now having someone who doesn't fail a roll. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I've always wanted to make a Molotov cocktail. This is going to be so much fun. I love a good project. I think Ted suddenly, like, kind of, like, does, like, this writhing, and he, like, actually... Ted is actually a shapeshifter. Um, Ted is actually a really be like beastly guy. He actually like transforms into this thing with like multiple arms. He gets like really beefy and big. His voice kind of drops. Oh, this is gonna be so cool! And he starts basically like with each of his arms, he's doing like multiple Molotov cocktails all at once. Uh, this is gonna be awesome. Just make sure you tell everyone that the the gatekeeper in supplied all of these. Okay, this is gonna be some great advertising. Yeah, man, you can slap your card on there when you toss them. I don't care. Love it. Yeah, he's got little stickers. He's putting them all over the place. And, um, and guys, leans better. over to EJ and is like, that's what you get for cousin loving. I don't think I knew that about Ted, but the cousin thing would explain it. You're right. So uh, <clears throat> I have something, an idea that kind of, ties into this and may just add fuel to the fire. No pun really intended, but um, fire. fire. <laughs> okay. I've got the home ground thing and it's Christmas, almost new years. So I'm thinking Donnie knows someone 
who runs a fireworks shop. And I feel like a load of bottle rockets and Roman candles would be really useful about now. I mean, it's and not even so, seven months till the 4th of July, so yeah. Well, New Year's. A lot of people set up fireworks New Year's. So I'm thinking... People, people around here set up fireworks because it's Friday. Um, but, uh, so I'm thinking, I just kind of like look at EJ and like, hey, EJ, come with me. We got to go do something. Cool. And as I'll, I'll explain my plan as we head out to the van to go load it up. For sure. Um, so you guys um, have a couple hours before the attack on City Hall starts. Um, you probably have about four to five hours before the big festival really gets going. Um, and then a couple hours into that is when the thing is going to go down. Um, so just want to be very deliberate in the things you're choosing to do are going to be eating up your time. Like the Molotov cocktail production is going to take until the assault on city hall getting these fireworks depending on kind of some of your roles might take longer so you might be out of play for the town hall battle i was honestly kind of thinking of just going and breaking into the place and taking them i this is a major city in the middle of winter with tons of snow tons of festivals i'm just acknowledging like it's not a i'm gonna quickly walk next door and get this thing but yeah you're totally you're you you can break try to break in and do whatever you want i'm just acknowledging there is a little bit of a time clock that is my only goal yeah. in this no i yeah well that's what i'm thinking like or or could we turn it a little bit that Again, Donnie knows someone who was supposed to put on a fireworks show, you know, say over City Hall. Sure. There's and, probably a fire. There's going to be fireworks probably at the Santa Fest event. Like, you tell me, where are the fireworks? Well, well, I don't you know the guy over, that's doing the fireworks show. Though. Don't want to yeah. overstep it, but like, like so to speak, maybe there's a stash around back, for lack of a better word to say it. Steve, I'd rather you overstep and me say yes, but um, than you not at all. So yeah, mm -hmm. there. I think that City Hall was totally planning to have some fireworks um, for the winter solstice. Um, there's definitely going to be some. There's definitely going to be a light display for the winter fest party that's happening also. Okay. Because uh, this is a magical community, and the winter solstice is more important to them than the actual Christmas event. So this is just kind of their cover for it. Yeah, Christmas is still another four days away. This is yeah. This Correct. You know, so th they make a big deal about this stuff, but Christmas is kind of the way they justify and hide it. So yeah, um, wherever you want there to be fireworks, there can definitely be a good supply of fireworks. All right. Well, okay. I ha I have a a, a plotted bind. Um, why why don't we say that Seth? Um, your I was buddy... going there actually. Okay, cool. Um, I'm thinking like City Hall is probably like this big three four story brick stone thing, right? With big flat roof, and they were going to set everything off up there, but obviously they're not already up there. But because you know it's winter time and whatever, they stash them in in some building, Seth is in charge of 
behind City Hall. So I mean, he's code enforcement. I feel like code enforcement would have to be very involved in fireworks. <laughs> yeah. So um I'm just gonna call Seth. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, hey Seth, Donnie. Um the city kind of needs another favor. I totally forget voices, so I'm just I don't gonna remember. apologize in advance to the people listening to this. Uh, uh I I'm the city. What are you talking about? Okay, look. Uh I don't got time to explain it all, but let's just say um there's going to be some bad shit going down on city hall pretty soon. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really drunk people in Santa out- outfits coming here. They're, they should be going to the big Santa party. I, I don't know why they're coming to town hall. Well, look, okay. What I need you to do, get, get all them fireworks that Wisniewski's got for the big show tomorrow night. Yeah. Get them up on the roof of city hall, like stat. Cause we're going to have to use them. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can get my people to do that. No problem. All right. Um, we're, we're, we're headed your way, but, um, yeah, we need them up there. And then, um, is there another stash over by the festival somewhere? Cause we might need to use those too, but we'll need them there. Yeah. It, it, less fireworks, more like the Roman candle sparkler type stuff, you know, but Perfect. there's a lot of pyrotechnics over there. You know, there's a giant stage. They got some bands and DJs. There's an ice skating park. We even got people rappelling down a building with shit flying off of them. Like it's going to be a big event. All right. Uh, yeah. Look, we're worried about the fireworks now, but some of that other stuff's going to be useful too. So, um, look, just uh, can you tell your people to do what we ask them so that um, things don't get worse? Yeah, but you know, but since we talked last, you know, people people are acting weirder. Just so you know, like there's more memory concerns and stuff. Yeah, that's you what know. this is about. Oh, Gotta go. yeah, yeah. All right, All right. bye. Click. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's going to be a big stash of fireworks kind of set up on the roof of City Hall. City Hall is probably several stories, and it's a big building. You know, this is, you know, kind of the contemporary to New York City type stuff. So lots of parks, big buildings, etc. Cool. Um, so what are you as a group going to be doing? Actually, sorry. Um, we actually, Dwight, you have one more question to ask. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I guess the the last question is trying to while we're doing this, putting the dots together to see if um I can figure out while this is all going to be going down at City Hall, where the most likely place that Ublek would be at City Hall. Uh, so the Ublik is going to be at the Municipal Center next to the Santa Festival. So the Ublik is sending its clones to Town Hall to kind of pull the police, the first responders. Like It's trying to just create a distraction. City Hall had also been collecting resources to kind of combat it. So it's trying to pull those people away from the festival so that way it can do its ritual and consume all of the the normal, the, the tourist souls. So um, the, the Ublix is at, at the Southtown Municipal Center. 
Okay, so we need to evacuate the need to evacuate the civilians from the city center. And it's a let, city park, yeah. City park, yeah. The so Santa Festival Park, yeah. Yeah, we need to get that going and get them out. And I feel like throwing Molotov cocktails might get some hods run. You know, when people are partying, they might just think that's part of the festivities. But yeah. Cool. It's not a party till everything's on fire. Accurate. Well, and, and this is really, you know, the Santa Fest is really just this like drunken bar crawl, lots of lights, loud music. Like it's really meant to just milk tourists of all their money um, and just really kind of that obnoxiously kind of like over the top stuff. Cool. Um, Victor, EJ, what are you guys kind of thinking about or planning or what else do you guys want to do before kind of going into this conflict? EJ. What kind of system yeah. that band got in it? Oh, for sound? Um, yeah. Well, uh, it's got some pretty good upgrades. Uh, I put a new amp in like three months ago. Okay. Keep, I, got, I, got, I got something on my brain. Um, but not to tramp on Victor. That is a very good idea, cuz. So, uh, we got a Blues Brothers and drive around and advertise. No, I'm thinking. Gotta get the word out about the pizza. No, remember what he was saying about the sound. High pitched sounds, yeah. Um, you know, Mariah carries all I want for Christmas. That high note that that'd probably do it. <laughs> oh yes. So. If we I'm, could I'm somehow... pretty sure doing that aloud in the volumes would break the Geneva Convention. Sometimes you have to do evil. <laughs> now, we could just figure out a way to make the CD skip for just that part. Um, Is that something within the realm of magic? Is this the, that we could magically scratch the CD such that it would stick and skip on just like an extended clip back high notes? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, magic can do a lot of weird, crazy, horrible, backfiring things. <laughs> so, would we have to say a weird roll for that? Uh, do any of you actually do magic? No, but I do have a high weird stat. Yeah, that doesn't mean that you cast magic. <laughs> I've got claws, we though. Could, I we could also try going to the record store and see if they have it on vinyl. Mundane for the win. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then just throw a portable record. Oh, you know, I, I got one at, at back of my apartment. We could just, and it's portable. So, you know, you could just. Plug it in with a lighter adapter, and you're good. It might, you know, it, it would be going, we'd be sitting still for this, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was, well, you know, we'll just, we'll make Pete hold it. 
uh, lessen the bumps that way. Cool. All right. So I think you um, and uh, I do think it's going to probably take some help. Um, so I think probably you and Donnie are going to spend this time kind of setting up your van with a better sound system and the ability to make loud, glaring, annoying music. Um, and it's very much a, tr yeah, like a treble type thing. I'm just asking, but I, I'm thinking this would be a thing in this era with stereo systems. There probably are like test tapes of just specific tones that you would like like a reference tape from the audio yeah, exactly like that actually makes sense sure i mean aren't there cds Although... at this point like oh wait, you said this is the 90s right yeah steve do you know what a cd is i know you have trouble with technology it's it's this round thing that is shiny on one side Oh, that means that maybe over in the import section of, of the record store, they have Merzbau. And then we don't need the Mariah Carey. <laughs> I like the idea that you guys are doing Christmas music. I think that is awesome. Um, no, that so, is yeah. cool. So I, I think, unfortunately, you just find uh, now this is Christmas music. Volume one um, It's the CD that I think you guys come up with. Um, but it, it's somehow it, your system is distorted. So it's only playing like the treble. It's got no bass to the music. Um, cool. Is Dominic uh, the donkey on there? hundred percent. Just over and over again. <laughs> Track listing uh, in the out of game. Uh, I think Victor is very much getting earplugs <laughs> as a monstrous. His hearing is very sensitive. <laughs> There's literally one of those. I did not know that this was a thing. Uh, perfect. All right. Um, so I think, uh, Dwight, you probably help out a little bit with the Molotov cocktails. Um, I think yeah, that I we see EJ and Donnie uh, getting the van all prepped, probably getting a couple more speakers set up on it. Um, and it is getting close to the time when the attack on City Hall is going to begin. What are you guys doing? So we are we splitting the party? Are we all going to deal with City Hall and then we going to deal with the city center? Because they seem like they're happening roughly at the same time. It was my understanding that the City Hall thing was happening a couple hours beforehand. Correct. Yeah, it's oh, okay. boring, but basically that's also the best time to attack the Ooblet. Yeah, because he's weakened because everybody else isn't there. Correct. So we do the City Hall thing to distract and then run south. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, on, on, the way, on the way to, to City Hall, Wizard Pizza's on the way, so EJ's calling in an order. Get some of them mushrooms, man. <laughs> oh, got it. Um, so, uh, you guys are—are are you guys going to only go in the van, or are you going to bring your truck and the van? No, truck. Okay, I think we're taking both. Okay, 
you guys um, are going to step outside of uh, the tavern and you see that night has fallen. Um, you know, there are just tons of Christmas and holiday lights everywhere. So the town is glowing, but it's starting to snow and it's a heavy snow. And there's already a ton of snow on the ground as well. So you know that the, the city's municipal centers, are, which are already compromised, are going to have even more difficulty clearing this snow so utilizing vehicles is going to be potentially difficult um so you are able to make start making your way towards city hall um gosh what kind of check would this be Are there fate points or anything like that in this game? Uh, kind of. Um, there. First off, uh, you don't really need them because you can kind of just say, "Hey, I'd like this thing to be there." And as long as it's not like blowing up a moon, I'm probably going to say yes. Um, but there's also something called luck points. Um, so basically, what happens is if you fail a roll, and just for your education, you get XP by failing rolls, so rolling a six or lower. Um, but you can also cross off a luck point, and that roll becomes a 12. The thing, though, is is once you use up all your luck, you're out of luck, and basically really bad stuff starts happening to you and or you, you get killed. Um, Look, EJ so... made it to the pizza place. Nice. Oh, awesome. Now <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, cool. So you guys are trying to fight your way through these snowy streets full of drunken Santa Clauses and uh, Santa clones. Um, so I would like some kind of roll to get a sense of how quickly you guys are getting uh, to Town Hall. Um, I think like an act under pressure might be fitting. Um, um, could EJ you, make a sh make a sharp roll so that yep. he because he knows the best route to get there? Yep, that sounds good to me. Um, and I guess technically Dwight, you're the other one that's driving, unless you let someone else drive your truck, which would seem very out of character. Yeah, nope. Um, so I was I was going to petition for sharp as well because I would have put chains on my um my truck prior to this if I knew it was going to snow. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Alright. And unless one of you guys rolls like um, an Uber failure, um this is just getting a sense. Ooh, all right. Well that is a six. It is a six. Uh, so right now, um what's gonna happen is you're driving along, snow is getting more, um, and some drunken Santas are like stumbling all over the place, and suddenly a dump truck just comes barreling out of nowhere um, and you have to swerve to miss it Dwight um, and you go into an uncontrolled kind of slide and your truck gets stuck in a snowbank oh no all right uh all right so, so was there anybody in there with me I imagine uh Ted was are uh, you you're bringing Ted with you yeah I told him he could be a hero Fair enough. I always need a sack pawn if uh, I have to. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, wow. Uh, it's a good thing you missed that dump truck. It is. Now, 
I've seen you had that all them arms, man. We might need those to dig out of this. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, we're in here pretty good. Uh, it might take some time to do that. You, you said we're in a hurry. We are in a hurry, man. Uh, I can try to. I can try to get us out. I'm gonna try to rock it. Can you give us a push? Sure, I can definitely try that. Uh, or hear me out. Or that bag of yeah, man. Or hear me out. We could, we could throw some of these Molotov cocktails, and it help melt the snow. I mean. The van is also going to be near you, so you could potentially shift stuff to the van as well if you want to leave your truck. Uh, you're talking crazy talk now. I'll leave my truck. So right. uh, I will light up a couple of those cocktails, and um, is there like a lamppost around or something near here? Sure. Uh, I'm going to smash them against a the lamppost and try to melt the snow. Perfect. All right. So that's going to take you a little bit of time. Um, so you fall behind the people in the van. Do you guys keep going or do you stop to try to help Dwight? We should probably go ahead and get there so we can get set up and have the basics ready. And then gotcha. they'll bring their own. Gotcha. I can, like, I can like bail out. It. It. I can, I can bail out to help, help Dwight. Okay. Yeah. You are, you do that. We'll get. Yeah. Well, I, cause yeah, I got to get up with this stuff for the Seth. Yeah. Okay. You got do that. it. Um. So you the the van. You guys keep going. It's slow going, and you're able to finally get to City Hall. Um. You pull up outside of it. You know, there's kind of this open park in front of it, with, and there's lots of parking. So you're kind of across that, but you see that there's already a battle going on. Uh. Uh. Donnie. Man, so many D names. Um, Donnie, you are able to kind of make out what looked to be uh, some of the town hall employees, as well as some of Avalon's troops. And they're fighting this kind of horde of, of Santas that are throwing these uh, candy cane colored weapons. And they have candy cane kind of colored spears and swords. And they're kind of fighting on the steps in front of City Hall. All right, uh, EJ, I think you hit the speakers. I got to get up to the roof. And so you... I think Donnie's going to hop out and head, you know, somewhere like there's an access ladder somewhere around the side or something that he knows about that he can just scarf up to the roof and then try and find, you know. Scarf like, up to the roof? Just climb up the thing and um I, i'm looking for like a box of screamer bottle rockets gotcha <laughs> um yeah so uh ej how are you doing this well i figure we got what we probably did is we put a bigger amp in and then we put like a big PA fucking speaker so we can open the side door and just ram that PA speaker, uh, the sound from it out at people. So I tell Pete to queue up the glitch uh, and Pete's bailed. So you're, you're by yourself. 
Oh, okay. I thought he was going to hold. Oh, the Pete, you were saying Pete's in the car. My bad. Sure, Pete can do that. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Um, you know, get Steve involved somehow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, tell him to queue up the glitch, and I'm just going to try to go do like a drive-by of the battle and just cool. blast the music. Cool. Are you trying to like drive over people, or are you just like driving around the kind of the fight? I'm trying to drive near them, and you know, if I get some of the evil Santas, I'm not so worried about. Cool. Um, so I'd like you to try not it... to hit regular people, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're you know basically all the defenders are kind of on the steps going up towards city hall, and there's the mob of kind of the the clone Santas are on kind of the street and the walkways in front of it, trying to push their way up. Um, you know, think of the most recent Dune movie where they're fighting on that stairwell. You know, they're much better trained, but they're just outnumbered significantly. Well, see, um, everybody so, might not realize that these are not real people anymore. So I don't want EJ to be like, a, you know, people that would see it because it's a very recognizable band. Don't want to be, think EJ is a murderer just killing all these people. So I'm going to drive near mean, people and just blast them with music. I mean, these things are vomiting up candy cane weapons, but you're right. Um, so make me an act under pressure roll for me. Um, and this is going to give us a sense of, you know, this is nerve wracking. Can you actually get drive your vehicle in these bad environments around this stuff and not get hit? Hmm. That will be the trick. One. Uh, would you say I'm charging into immediate danger? Um, I think based off of how you described it, I would lean away from yes. Um, because you said you're deliberately trying to avoid danger. Well, I'm trying um, not to run people directly over. I'm trying to get close without like looking to if people that don't know. Because there might be people that are far enough away they don't see exactly what's going on. Would if you deliberately see, ram a Santa clone? If you could tell it was a Santa clone, would you hit it with your van? I mean, probably. Then I'd say yes. I think you're going into danger. Okay, so then um, I will. That would fall under what could go wrong. So um, <laughs> a lot of stuff can go wrong. I'd feel that's a very accurate thing. That gives me a plus two on an act under pressure. Very cool. Make that roll for me. Which is good because my cool is minus one. So. And could you just make sure to read out your results for the podcast? Plus one got an eight. Got an eight. <clears throat> nice. All right. Um, so on an eight for act under pressure, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. Um. Do you have a preference of which one of those I choose, or do you have an idea of what you might want to happen in this situation? Well, if you had something happen to the van, like... It just got cleaned, too. It just got cleaned. It's got that great paint job. 
Yeah. Like not uh, not not totaled, I wouldn't think, but like something like definitely dented. I think the wizard on the side kind of gets scraped a little bit. I think you end up actually kind of like you know, because it's really bad weather and this van is not good for driving, you know, on snow. So I think you're fishtailing and I think you've sideswiped a couple Santas. Now you have this like just sticky, sugary candy cane ooze all over your van. Um, so I think we see EJ kind of weaving this van kind of around this uh, cluster of Santa clones. It's definitely disrupting uh, the the masses. Um, but you can see that the van is taking wear and tear. So who knows how long it will be able to sustain this. The ooze is making the wizard look like the Wicked Witch of the West at the end of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think it's starting to like gum up different things on the vehicle. So it's starting to smoke a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we're going to hop back to Donnie. Uh, Donnie, I need you to make me a tough roll. It's cold. It's windy. It's snowing. You are trying to do a lot of physical exertion quickly to get up to the roof of this place. Okay. I don't have anything to add to it. Uh, EJ, Ooh. what is the song? What is the Christmas song that you are currently blaring to annoy the clone Santas? Um, we had discussed uh, the All I Want for Christmas high note. Yeah, you want that? Carey. Yeah, I glitched that one. I mean, I feel like you could definitely have like a mixer on board. So you've just kind of like boosted it. So like the entire song is just shifted several octaves up. Have you ever heard the Fleming and John mashup version of Misty Mountain Hop with Walking in a Winter Wonderland? I don't. It's it's bizarre, but that has some pretty high, vo not like stupid high vocals, but Robert Plant high-esque vocals. I don't need it to be like literally like mechanically it's the high pitch sounds. Um, I'm just more interested in us having like an annoying song playing that's, you know, every now and then there's a high pitched noise. So every now and then the clones are like, you know, glitching almost. It's like Baby Shark with uh, Jingle. Yes. <laughs> Jingle Shark. Uh oh. Let's not get copyright violations here. I, I have kids. That song's so. I said non flashbacks here. <laughs> Customized. Value added. Whatever that <laughs> very cool. Uh all, all right, right, Donnie. So, what'd yeah. you roll? I rolled a six. So Donnie, you are struggling. You know, the snow is up to your waist. You're having to like battle your way in. The the rungs are frozen. You're partially up and it you know, it's slippery, it's frozen. You are having difficulties getting to where you need to go. Um, I, th I don't want to take your phone. So you're going to, you're slow getting there, but something negative is also going to happen to you. What, what bad thing do you encounter on your way to try to get to the roof of city hall?
maybe he's like two thirds of the way up and there's actually like an ice dam in the, cause I imagine it's like one of those caged safety ladders and there's like an ice dam just fully blocking it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're freezing, you're shivering. It's like, why'd city hall have to be so freaking tall? Like why couldn't they have to put an elevator in blah, blah, you know, and then you hit this ice dam. What does Donnie do? Um, well, here's, cause that fail also filled up my experience bar. Oh, I am excited. So I'm trying to look and see. So what I'll do is I'll come back to you then, Steve. I'll give you a little bit of time to kind of look at that. And I think it would be awesome if your experience helped you overcome this obstacle. I think that'd be so fun. But if it doesn't, don't worry about it. Um, very cool. Um, so we're going to flash a uh, snap back. Um, and we see this just this incredible. What kind of truck is it, Eric? Or sorry, um, Dwight. I didn't ask what type of truck it was. Um, 19, uh, 1970s like Ram. Got it. I'm guessing it's like really well maintained. Like this thing is just beautiful and perfect. It's got that front uh, brush cage on it. Love the, it. The light rack on top. Yeah. So I think you like totally have light rack. You totally have like a gearbox AC on light. it. You have some. You know, you have like all the stuff on it. Um, Headers. Yeah, so I think you know you're going to be able to get this truck out, um, especially with uh, the help uh, from Victor um, as well as Ted. Um, and you've definitely, you know, you've been, you're, you, you know how to use Molotovs. You're able to melt snow. You're able to get yourself out. Um, so I will ask this: Are you doing this safely? Are you doing this recklessly? Reckless could be quicker, but there can be negative outcomes. Safely slower, but more in guaranteed. Do I look like the kind of guy that does things safely? Yeah, but you love your truck. Um, and that seems to be your greatest possession. So that might be the one area you do stuff safely. I do, but it gives me an opportunity to fix it up again. Ooh, got it. Um, so... Uh, this isn't like really, I'm kind of like improving a little bit with the system here. Um, what I am thinking is, um, I think an act under pressure would be uh, appropriate. Uh, read a bad situation, or I'd even say maybe protect someone because you're kind of trying to protect your vehicle while getting it out of the snowbank. I think it fits well with my character to be acting under pressure, and I have a minus one cool, so I'm rolling that because it's going to be awesome. Uh, real quick, um, we do have Victor there who is helping you, um, so I do want to let Victor make a help out uh, help out roll um, and see if they're able to give you some benefit to your roll. So, Victor, right. if you want to go ahead and roll me two d six. Um, if you get a seven to nine, you're able to get the vehicle out, but you're going to have a little bit of a negative impact on you. Um, a 10 or greater, you're able to give a plus one without any negatives. And if you get a, a less uh, than a seven, you basically have a negative outcome, but you're not able to benefit the situation. 
All right, I've got plus one cool, so that that's useful here. Perfect. Roll a ten. Oh yeah! Boom! Oh, perfect. So, uh, Victor, you are successfully helping push this vehicle out. How is Victor doing that? Have you kind of like hulked up a little bit, and you're doing that? Um, are you know you've been around forever? You're from a snowy place. You know how snow works. How is Victor assisting in this situation? Victor has has grabbed a, a piece of kind of plywood nearby sure. and is kind of using it to help like lever. It's like the the tires so that it actually gets traction and can get out. Love it. All all the time he's angered over the over the fact that he's getting snow all over his clothes. Love it. Yeah, because your guy's pretty well dressed. All right, so that's a plus one to this for the leverage of the two by four. Correct. All right, so that's going to wipe out my negative one. Got a niner. Okay. So um, you are able to get your truck levered out of the snowbank back onto the road. Um, I do think that the, unless you have, do you have a really good idea of what you'd like to do for um, the worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay for this? Yeah, so I think that whole brush cage on the front comes ripped off, as well as gotcha. the front bumper. Gotcha. And I think you've had to use up a moderate amount of your Molotov cocktails, so you're not going to have as much uh, ammo for that, if you will, going forwards. Yep, yep. Cool. And, all right, boys, get back in. Let's go. Perfect. All Pick right. in the bed. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Um, so we're, are, uh, Steve, are you in a place to kind of decide how you're spending your XP? Yep. I, I think I, I, I figured it out. Cool. <clears throat> so kind of bear with, you know, Donnie's up in this cage and it's blocked. Snow's blowing, wind's hailing. Right. Annoying, annoying high pitch Christmas music in the background. And, and Donnie's always carried in the pocket of his jacket, his lucky rock just because he thought it was his lucky rock. Okay. <laughs> All of a sudden, he can feel it start getting hot. Okay. And it's kind of like, and so he grabs it, and what I'm doing mechanically is I took the impstone artifact. Okay. But he just thought it was his lucky rock for all this time. Got it. So I need to make a magic roll to try and summon the minor demon that's bound to this impstone. Love it. So. So if it's all right, I think this is going to be tied back to Yuri, uh, since that was the magical entity that you backstabbed. So I think that this stone was maybe something you, you sticky fingered when working for him. Okay. Um, if that works for you. Sure. Sure. Perfect. So I have to make a weird roll. And because it kind of fits and I kind of want to do it, I was going to spend a luck point on that if it didn't succeed. Sounds good. Though I get to bring yet someone else from your past into the story. You kind of so... already have, sort of. 
Yeah, good point. I guess I did burn that one. <laughs> I'm not saying it has to be that. I'm just saying. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. So basically, I'm going to have this. I've got two minds here. I think one is is to have the demon just sort of melt out this ice block. But then also, or possibly if, if both is too great, just have the demon go up and shoot fireworks down on the crowd of uh you know fighting santa clones for sure um i think it is gonna depend a little bit on how well you roll well that's i i rolled a five but like i said i was gonna spend <laughs> oh, the, i had already it. decided like beforehand that if i got failed it. to roll i was just gonna spend the luck point got it okay so you're spending the luck point to make it successful yes got it um, so I think you, you, you know, like the way you're having to hold on to the bars, which are freezing cause you don't have gloves on. Um, the stone is kind of like digging into your side. And so you reach in, you pull it out and it's suddenly kind of the stone turns to smoke and manifests into this little avatar that's standing in your hand, looking at you. Um, point of order. Because my weird is minus one, I think it technically becomes an 11, not a 12. Uh, no. So when you roll, your total is done, and then you you use your luck to say, nope, that roll is actually a 12. Okay. Okay. Um, but um, so yeah, so this little avatar kind of manifests on your hand. Um, right. <clears throat> I knew it was only a matter of time before you came begging me for help because I am awesome. Who did? Whatever, look. I got two things that I need to do. Uh, I either need to get through this big chunk of ice up onto the roof or I need you to go up there and shoot all them fireworks down at all them Santa clones down on the street. Um, so the thing kind of like looks at its, you know, its smoke, obviously, so it doesn't have any, kind of looks at its fingernails, right? And since I'm amazing, uh, what's in this for me? Um, well, I'm not exactly, you was a rock in my pocket. So, um. Look, haven't you always wanted to shoot fireworks at people? I, I, okay, yeah, I, I kind of have. Right, let's be truthful. Um, but I also want whatever is in your left back pocket, because you know I can't just do this for free. I, I you know, we gotta establish an understanding. You know, everything you gotta trade for everything, right? Everything's got a cost. Left back pocket. So what 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 is in your left back pocket? The left breast pocket you'll find the keys. The left breast pocket move carefully. Um I want to say I'm trying to think what Donnie would carry in his like those pockets because he probably carries most of his stuff in his front pockets because it's quicker to get to. Um, 
would it be appropriately weird for it to be um the the police officer's business card, the one who started us in on this whole thing? Yeah, that could totally work. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say an old pierogi at first. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's weird. No, but pierogi's no, yeah. are not good pocket food. I mean, it's Donnie, though. Uh, yeah, so you, you reach into your pocket, and you, you normally don't have anything back there, and you're like, oh, oh, and you pull out a business card, and you see the smoke team, and go, oh, ooh, a piece of paper with things on it, um, and it kind of, like, pulls it into itself, um, and the thing kind of, like, uh, bursts into smoke, and you see the, the imp become just a little bit bigger. Um, what it? What an awesome gift for an awesome person. Uh, I can do either of those things. Uh, I can't promise I'm good at aiming the fireworks, but I can definitely do it quickly. I'm thinking that's important. I'll go back down and see what I can do down here. Just, awesome. Yeah, have fun. At it. You can have it fast. You can have it high quality. You can have it cheap. Pick two. So this kind of this uh, smoky imp kind of like lifts up uh, and you, it, eyes are almost bugging out with excitement. It's like, oh, I wait till I tell the guys at the bar that this is this is a story. Um, and it just like flies up to the roof um, and you suddenly start seeing fireworks. that are just shooting down and just like exploding over this already hectic clone battle. Uh, perfect. Love it. Um, so I think we're going to snap back to the truck. So I think you guys are finally kind of pulling in. You are uh, in a similar starting to place to where the van was. There's parking spaces and little parks leading up to the front of City Hall where this kind of conflict is happening. Um, Dwight, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to pull around and is there like a clear delineation from the steps and the Santas? Uh, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, but basically like the bottom steps and kind of like the walkway and road in front of them are, are the Santas. And then the defenders are, you know, partially up the steps. So obviously my horn is the general Lee horn. <laughs> okay. Uh, so as I come around the corner, all you hear is, and I'm just going to keep blaring that. And I say, I say to, uh, Victor, Hey man, just grab, start lining those things up and chucking them. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Perfect. So we have the mystery mobile. That's just like driving around blaring this just crazy awkward like weird christmas music that's weirdly syncing with this horn and as you're driving around just throwing these molotov cocktails um very cool victor could you mm, roll me a kick some ass roll sure thing Roll the 10. Awesome. Yeah, so, you, you know, you don't have a ton of Molotovs, but you are just nailing. And when you, uh, tons of these clone zombies, 
it's like straight in the face type throws, you know, your character, you, you know how to throw something. And, you know, basically they catch on fire and it's just like this melting candy cane, sugary kind of smell. And you're taking out just chunks of these different Santas and between the fireworks, the music from the van um, and the defenders, you guys are very much just whittling down the numbers of the Santa clones. Is there anything specific any of you want to achieve at this time apart from just reducing the Santa clone numbers? Uh, I think Dwight is trying to also bolster the City Hall folks cool. so, they, so they don't route, basically. Cool. Um, how is, are you achieving that? I think that's awesome. So it's to <clears throat> it's driving around and kind of acting like the best dude out there that is showing no fear. And I'm yelling things out there that <clears throat> y'all got to defend Mayberry. This is your town. This is our town. Not on Christmas. Not ever. And, Love it. Um, hey, woo, woo. I like and you're I'm driving, just... yelling, and maybe got your rifle out the window, like shooting stuff yep. as you're going. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. Um, what kind of role would you like to make? Uh, that to me seems like a, a help out, um, but it could. Uh, if you had something more kind of specific in mind, I'd definitely be open to it. No, help out is good because I'm acting like an ass. So, uh, and yes, I'm not being but, too cool about it. I'm being like, like well, very... your, your your intention though is to be calm, cool, collect it to you know kind of add resolve to the defenders. So it's actually more to incite them to bolster them instead of being calm, cool, and collected. It's actually oh, getting them got it, got it, got it. You're getting them, like, riled. Got wound it. up, cool, yeah. Cool. Alright. Um, yeah, so go ahead and make me that roll. Alright. Seven. Barely. Right. So, um, I think you uh, encourage some of them to act recklessly, um, and so they actually push into uh, the group of Santa clones and they are being successful, but they're, they are taking injuries. Um, so I, you know, you definitely have motivated them, but at a little bit of expense as well. Um, so I think you guys are slowly basically battering, just irritating the crap out of these until the last Santa clone is left standing and it kind of does this writhe and it kind of swells up a little bit bigger and its eyes start glowing um, with uh, Christmas color tree lights. Um, this is very much like what happened last time. Do you have something to say, EJ? Yeah, I have an idea. Uh, EJ sees that starting to happen. I switch what we've got playing on the stereo. I pull up in front of him and crank the stereo as hard as I can. Van Halen's eruption. Perfect. So I think what's going to happen is the Santa kind of swells up. You know, the defenders... I knew Steve would love that. 
the defenders on the stairs are looking beat, you know, battered. Um, they're definitely, you know, standing, but they're definitely all injured. Victor has run out of Molotov cocktails. The van is looking pretty beat up. One of the tires is sagging. There's Christmas colored ooze all over it. Um, and this Santa stands up. Uh, you think you've done anything here? You are too late to stop my ritual. I will summon the elder being, and it will be the... And then suddenly the van slides up, power gliding in front of it, door slams open, boom, boom, and you watch the Santa reverberate in the sound, and then it just explodes um again showering the van with even more ooze ichor of candy canes um but you have defeated the last santa here um awesome um so morgan comes down i'm guessing the uh dwight pulls the truck up next to the van yep morgan comes up It's a good thing you guys came. I, I, I don't know if we could have handled all of them without your support. Donnie, I, I'm in your debt yet yet again. We ain't done yet. This was just a pre-show. I, yeah, man, we got to get going. Uh, he's going to look over at the defenders. I, I don't know if we're... He looks down. We're not in a condition to help out. I, I can offer some magical aid, but... I I I don't I don't think any of my people are going to be able to come with you. Do you think you can handle this on your own? I guess you don't Anybody have a choice. Have a yeah, not really. It's what we do, uh, right? Um, Dwight White waves over. Um, because you asked for a, a dagger, Victor. Did I hear you ask yep. for? A, yeah, perfect. Yep. Um, so um, what's going to happen is uh, Dwight. Waves over Seth, um, who's holding a dagger in his hands. He's got candy cane Icor kind of like all over him. He's got a gash um, on his chest. And he walks over. He's like, God damn, Donnie. I thought you got me in trouble before. This, this, is, this is something different. Um, but he's going to flip the dagger over, holding it by the blade, and, hands it, and holds it handle out towards him. Donnie will take it. Hey, look, uh, I know it's ugly, but um, what else are you going to do? Hey, save this town, man. You know, my mama lives here. You know, I, my, my family's here, all right? Yeah, I, mine I, too. I, I, I trust you on this. I, I didn't think I'd ever say that again, but I don't think there's a better person to do this job than you right now. Well, that's why we're those guys. <laughs> you know, I, I never really understood the name until now. It just seemed like kind of a stupid name, but I get it now. I'm glad you're those guys. We were workshopping it, and we never came up with a replacement. You know, that actually makes a lot more sense now that you're saying it. Like, I get that that's just like a place filler, like to be named later type thing. Um well, I think after tonight, though, you're going to be stuck with that name because I think everyone's going to know the the group, those guys. Um, and I think uh, <laughs> Morgan is going to say, uh, like I said, I, I can offer you guys some minor magical boons if there's anything specific I can do for you. Uh, but 
I think we're gonna have to stay here and 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 tend to our wounded. All right. I'll take whatever you got, man. You need to ask for something specific. Uh, there's too many options. What what would Dwight want from? Would Dwight accept anything that is magical in nature? Uh, no. <laughs> that's why I was unsure. Because that stuff might be connected to the turbines. What do you think runs them turbines, man? Um, don't forget you guys also have a poultice uh, of seeing to help identify psychic energies, as well as three vials of a potion that offers psychic uh, armor or protection. Which can also be used to destroy the thing. Uh, can be used to basically put on weapons, or yeah, can be used can be used either to protect you or to be used against the ublik. Also makes a fine sound. Um, because you guys still need something that is uh powerful enough from a psychic disruption perspective to take out the ubliks. I'm going to cut through that thing like cheese with my garrot. Yeah, well, we got to figure out how to mess with its head first. Isn't that what garrots do, is mess with your head? No, that's the neck. Oh, well, it's connected to the head, ain't it? Well, yes, I know the head bone is connected to the neck bone, but, you know. There's a whole song about it. <laughs> like, it. My, my foot bone's going to be connected to his ass bone in a minute. <laughs> Okay, Redford. And um, so look, Morgan, I know you uh, you gotta have your people here healing up, but um, you got anything that'll help us mess with this thing's head? Uh, he snaps his fingers. I might have just the thing, um, and I think he's going to. Yeah, what is it? Does anyone have a cool idea? Um, I can come up with something random, or if you guys have a fun idea, I'd totally love to use that. That's that's a bane that's going to hurt him? Yeah, so basically in this system, what happens is everything has armor that reduces damage. Everything has hit points that you have to get through to kill it, but you have to use its bane to f actually kill it. Um, so for instance, uh, the the clones, you guys wouldn't have been able to kill the clones if you weren't, well, you did all of the stuff basically, but you wouldn't have been able to actually kill them if there wasn't some kind of sonic damage or fire. Um, you guys would have just gotten them down to zero uh, health, but they still wouldn't have been eliminated. It's kind of like you can kill a vampire, but if you don't decapitate it, it's never dead. Or a werewolf, if you don't hit it with silver, it's never dead type. That's the kind of thing. Yeah, mushrooms. It's allergic to mushrooms. Actually, I'm not sure. I had two ideas, and the I like both of them, but the one's really hard to implement because it feeds on memories. Yep. What if there was like some sort of, and I'm just thinking how like, you know, sometimes like snow globes just kind of bring back memories of different things or whatever. 
so what if they had like some sort of and i'm thinking it like the old gumball sirens that like fire department guys used to stick on the, if they have something that's like a like a projecting snow globe siren thing that we could stick on top of the van or the truck the other thing i was thinking is just because smell plays such a big part in memories if there was some sort of like they have a giant peg of incense or something there we go they have some sort of incense that um gives off a a, a scent that's detrimental to it love Does that it. work yeah they so hate the partially... smell of hippies so we use patchouli uh sandalwood right um so I think what happened because one of the things that's happening is is the Ublix is basically as strong as the number of clones it has, and so while you guys just killed a big chunk of its clones, you haven't killed all of them. So it'd be even harder to kill the thing. And so I think what you're able what what um uh Morgan is able to offer you is basically kind of like mini ritual incense holders that if you're able to set up around the Ublix is going to isolate it from its clones, which means then, you know, from psychically isolate it from the clones. Um, and I think that will allow you to finally kill it. Okay. That kind of fits. That works. Does that work for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a really big yawn, Steve. This is a good pause moment. We've only played for like an hour and a half. But, you know, we're going to go into a big combat next. So I just want to get a sense of where are people at. Well, should I keep going or do you need to stop? I mean, the if combat is going to be for kind a, of like the... For last one, that'll, that would be a good last session. I think. Yeah, I think like if we were to try and do that combat now, it would probably either end up being rushed or unduly shortened i'm okay doing whatever the group needs or what is best for the group it would be good to have young steve with the combat as well yeah especially with his talents (laughs) since he is the psychic damage that a lot of this is designed around (laughs) i was just thinking it would be good to have the whole group but yes that helps too so i i think we can probably pause because it looks like Steve's tired, and the other Steve's not here, and this is going to be the ultimate finale, right? So, Yeah, does that work for everyone else? Cool. Um, so I just want to do the quick check-in. Uh, is this still going well for everyone? Any concerns? Any issues? I guess that was going to be my question. Go ahead, Hagen. I said I got to kill people with music, and, and <laughs> I knew that Steve would get a big kick out of the eruption. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to check in to make sure that I wasn't too over the top for anybody because I know I forgot that it was supposed to be Scooby-Doo like and I came in a little hot at the beginning <laughs> in a uh, way I, but kind of campy too so I felt like it worked yeah you know I definitely don't want to hear you describe actually garroting someone but otherwise I didn't have major problems on me. Uh, were you happy with your character? Um, so one of the things I did let everyone else do is make tweaks after they actually played and got out a sense of the system in the group. Is there anything you'd want to change about your guy? Nope. Everything in here works good for me. 
Perfect. Um, then I'm pretty happy then. Is there anything I can do differently for you guys? I think you kept the flow going well and the story moving gave us uh, kind of just prodded us a little bit for how we're driving the story and you just filled in the holes. Perfect. Yeah, I would echo well. that. Perfect. All righty then. Um, oh, sorry. The other thing we should do, I know we don't have uh, young Steve, but I think the other thing that we should all touch base upon too is, you know, ultimately the goal was to get back to the Star Wars campaign. Um, and Eric, it sounds like you are now able to commit back to doing the Wednesday night gaming. Um, I'm assuming Ricky and Hagen, you guys are still able to do Wednesday nights. Um, so really it's young Steve. I my, would be the limiting variable at this time in terms of the Star Wars campaign. Um, are Do people like this enough that we would do potentially another mystery with these characters and this game setting as a filler if Steve is not ready to commit yet back to Star Wars? I'd be happy to. I mean, I'm having a blast, so. Fine with, fine with me. Yeah, it's a good time We're for gaming. <laughs> that is also my thought. Um, I'm. We could also totally do a different, you know, rules light system. Kids on brooms or kids on bikes or teens in space are fun ones. Um, but anyways, um, I'm just trying to get a sense of: Do I need to start thinking about another story arc for us? Just where young Steve has missed the last two sessions. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to get a sense of planning for me. I mean, from my perspective, running the Star Wars, Eric, just because we ended up doing the pod racer thing and Eric having his December happen to him. Oh, he was, oh, got it. That was more the issue than young Steve. Yeah, it was got it. because like, we're going to do the pod race thing. We have the one guy who's the pilot. I kind of don't want to you know leave him out of his thing yeah that was my bad i'm sorry oh no it... how dare you go on vacation over the holidays we, we started no a game at the that. holidays we knew that was that was a possible yeah uh cool well then never mind do we just want to go back to star wars after this last session no matter what i'm fine I'm with that too looking at it that way yeah let's do that then unless anyone has other issues or concerns We'll plan for Star Wars, and if we need to adjust plans, then we. Perfect. Sounds great to me. Mm -hmm. Um, what? Who all failed roles tonight? Was it just me and Eric? Oh, thank you for reminding me, Steve. So let's do that. So let's let's look at XP, guys. Um, and then we'll wrap up. Um, so, um, if you failed any rolls, please, and you, and just to be clear, if you use a luck point, you don't get to double dip. You don't get XP and the success roll. So the luck replaces the failure. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, so I'm going to list a bunch of questions. If we say yes to one or two of these, you guys get a XP point. Um, if you say yes to three or four of these, you get two XP points. Uh, did you guys conclude the current mystery? That's a no. Did you save someone from certain death or worse this session? I feel I like that's so. a yes. I feel like that's a yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, did we learn something new or important about the world? 
Yeah, man, it flips between places, or we flip between places. I was thinking that, we too. Also, we also learned that uh, he, he's definitely trying to summon something big with uh, all of what's happening to him. Totally. So also, that he's, it's like that he's tied to his clones, and his strength is based on the clones. Love it. Um, so this one's a little hard to navigate since we added a hunter to the game, which... I think could kind of cheat a little bit, but did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Uh. And so what I would ask is, during role play, did we get insight to any of our characters? I learned that Victor can be strong when he needs to be strong. even though he's not been that way before in my past experiences with him. He's always been like, because I go to hunt him because I think he's this big, scary thing. And all of a sudden he's just like, hey man, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so, and but now like he got pissed and he hulked out a bit. So it was, it was a different side of, even though, yes, I'm technically new, but I've had dealings with him in the past. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a side that I hadn't seen of Victor before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say that this is meant to be a little bit more of a narrative thing. Um, I think that works, but I think actually all the stuff you did about your truck, um, I think that gave us a lot of insight into Dwight as a character um, that wouldn't have come out in a different session. Um, So I think that was really big. Um, And then I actually think a little bit of Donnie's interaction with the smoke demon, as well as with Seth kind of having this humanization of this I'm the tough guy type thing. I think also we're seeing some of this humanity kind of creeping into him. Um, So I'd say that's yes to three of them. So uh, everyone mark down 2 XP. Um, If you fill up your your total, um, level up. If you have any remaining XP points, you erase all the existing ones and you basically start back at zero. So if you uh, only needed one, you would start, basically you'd go back to having one XP filled in after leveling up. If we get two, then that puts me at five and I will pick up Trust Me. Perfect. Um, For some reason, I want to say no to you. (laughs) So for me, I had failed one roll and got the two XP, so I'm at three, so that just sits until future use. Correct. And then if you fail two rolls next session, you can definitely use that to level up in the session. I don't care too much. I'll make that um, a priority. <laughs> yeah, well, it the thing I like about this is is failing allows for still some success. So in some ways you want to fail. You don't always want to be successful. Well, and I knew before you had said you weren't that big about you know, it wasn't that big of a deal for you about leveling up like during the session. And it just felt like that, that Imstone thing was perfect for the moment. (laughs) Loved it. I think that was awesome. Um, I think it's such a great kind of expansion of your character who is a networker now to have a, someone in the, you know, mystic realm. Cool. All right. Anything else that uh, anybody want to address tonight? Otherwise I think we're good to go. That was a good time.
Intro and outro music by the band 12 Noon. You can email us at meandsteverpg at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and RPGs. Find us on Facebook at Me and Steve RPG Podcast. On Discord at Me and Steve RPGs. And as always, all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you and be kind to one another. How much for the cigar? Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that.